Welcome to Thanks, It's the Trauma. I'm Dr. Alyssa, and this is a podcast with my friends, Nikki and Heidi. We're connected by a unique and unusual experience, and we talk about it and other traumas with honesty, booze, and cuss words. Thanks, It's the Trauma podcast, season three, episode two, The Reunion with Alyssa. And this podcast will not be edited. Hey, Alyssa. Hello. Hello. Hey, Nikki. Oh, boy. We have to catch up with Alyssa. (laughs) There's been many things. Where should we start? Should we start with dating? What your dating adventures Um, have been like? Well, there, there have been many. Right now, there are none. (laughs) (laughs) Agreed. But uh, along the way, things have gotten interesting. Um, Yeah, I actually, I was, um, wait, was I? I think we I was dating. Yeah, I was dating someone. Yeah, yeah, I was dating someone when we ended. Um, And we are not. (laughs) Is this the person that showed up on like at your front door? This is the person that after I blocked him, he showed up at my front this door. This was after the milkshake episode. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was, was he one of the milkshakes that showed up? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. He was a milkshake. That Okay. So things had. Okay. Sorry. They ended probably, and started. They We stopped and started. Yeah. A few times. But yeah. Then. Yeah. Then his ex-wife started leaving me negative Google reviews for my business. So that was fun. So crazy. That was was a delight. I feel like nothing has been too crazy dating wise since then. I have had a few um, dating situations with counselors that went very Mm -hmm. south. One one asked me, I hadn't actually, I actually haven't seen him in person. We've never actually met. We just communicated via text and phone. Um, He asked if we could adopt a baby together. Uh, that feels a little weird <laughs> that's a little weird and fast for someone that you've never met in person never met never met, never met right never met and not like red flags and really not like a I, I, I mean it truly was can we adopt a baby it wasn't just like hey someday if this happens how about we do this no, now? it was can we adopt a baby together? no I'm gonna say no is the <laughs> answer were you like I got sterilized because I don't want to have more kids yeah yeah that was wild that was a wild that was a wild experience so yeah I mean I've had some some good dates had some bad dates overall how many ba- dates have there been now Oh God, I do have a running list just because I got curious. It's probably close to 30 now. Whoa. Probably 30. Nashville is getting smaller and smaller as we see. It is. And I sometimes see, I sometimes see men that are on dating apps in real life that I didn't end up matching with, but tried to match me. One guy I was sitting, I took my oldest kid to this burger joint and I was sitting there with him and I see this guy walk in and I'm like, that guy's famous. How do I know that guy? That guy's famous. Like he was in like a, like on, on, like a, on a, on a red carpet or something sometime he's famous. How do I, and I'm, I'm telling, and I'm I can't tell my kid and I'm like, look at this guy, oh, see if you know this guy. It turns out 
he is well known in Nashville for sending photos of his micro penis. <laughs> so he is famous. <laughs> and by micro, do you mean micro. that like in my episode, micro. he thinks he has a big penis? No, he knows, knows. he has a very tiny member. And, um, and that's his I, claim to fame. I think it's a, I think it's, I don't know if it's a kink to like <laughs> know that you have a really small penis and then like send it an uh, you know, unsolicited dick pic to women and be like, look at my really, really tiny penis. Um, is it possible oh that this person is female to male transgender? No, nope. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Hold on. Because I got to delete all my apps now. I got to go. <laughs> I've heard that was a and thing. I'm not, here. I'm not size shaming whatsoever unsolicited yeah no, that okay. that's yeah. the problem and like i don't know they just i don't know if yeah i don't know it's it's weird it's weird to do that to women yeah and that because you have a small penis i don't know that feels weird or like, to do it because of them yeah or if you have a any size one i don't i yeah. i don't understand now I just because I haven't encountered a friend yet maybe Alyssa or Nikki you guys are those people but I I bring this up and I I don't have any friends that say yeah I love getting dick pics that I just mm. but maybe some Depends people do person. I mean yeah you really have to be like I mean if a woman's like yeah send it to me but honestly yeah no mm. they're not the cutest I mean I'd much rather like clothed but like scantily clad yeah oh I would kind of like to see a bulge like a if you were Zac Efron I mean that's like I'd like to see you with a bulge that's kind of a thing (laughs) so anyway okay fine it's (laughs) fine with a lowercase f in a period you know it's fine okay so of these 30 people that you've gone out with do you um most are you open to dating someone who has children Oh yeah, sure. you are yeah. okay. And then, do you mostly like? Is this mostly like coffee, breakfast, lunch, dinner, sex? Like, kind of, what's the general thing? Uh, <laughs> yes, micro penis. <laughs> um, I'm doing I that. Say, I would say probably a good portion, like a coffee date, a good portion, a drink, and then a few like meals okay as a first date I prefer a coffee date it's like earlier in the day I don't have to like be like am I gonna be out too late when I'm not and I'm not even gonna like this person and I'm gonna kind of like waste this good sleepy sleepy time you know (laughs) I'd rather like early in the day have a cup of coffee kind of meet a guy see see how it goes I will say okay this was fun so I I had I had seen a hinge audio, um, oh. <laughs> which, you know, you see, you see the little, the audio things, mm-hmm. right. And you can play it and then, and it'll play like a, the guy saying something or whatever. And this one guy said it, the prompt was my, um, my goal in life. And he said, my goal in life is to make this look like a penis. And, and then he made a sound to make make it look like a pe- and he did he succeeded <laughs> and it was hilarious so I made a TikTok with that in the like the green screen the background and what's funny is I mean it, it, it popped off pretty well it got like over a million views and um the guy found it 
<laughs> did you go on a date with him? We did go out. We did go out. And I will tell you, it was the funnest time. We had so much fun. He was such a great fun guy. Um, he lives like an hour away. We're friends now. Like I'm super, super glad that we met in such a funny way that we met. We ended up going to a taxidermy and like satanic <laughs> shop. Oh yeah, girl. Like a funny. I mean, oh my God, God, it was, it was truly so much fun. Did you read the book furiously happy? Yeah. With the taxidermy. Okay. I was like, I was like about that. Never again. Can I think of taxidermy? Yes. Without the fucking raccoon. Okay. Service animal. On the, on top of the, the cat running around while the cat's running around having the the taxidermied raccoon. I kind of, I kind of was looking, I was looking for a, a taxidermied funny raccoon and and find one and they're expensive turns out taxidermied animals are not cheap so that is what i learned from that experience oh my also i have a new friend speaking of your tiktok and you're like casually like it got a million views which is like (laughs) a lot like so many of your videos have over a million several million views like it's unbelievable to me and this all started out as drag jesus right like that's what your tiktok that's started that's most out. of what i was doing yeah and just making i was i was trying to figure out what my account was you know yeah. like i was trying to do some therapy videos and then also doing the drag jesus so i turn i take the white jesus you know old prince and then turn them into drag queens and they're fabulous. And I've sold a couple on Etsy, which has been like so exciting. But I, yeah, I would make some of those. I'd show how I make them. Um, and I was trying to figure out my account because everybody's got like their thing. And then eventually I was just like, I'm just not because the videos that pop off for me just happened to be something that I just turned my, you know, turned, turned it on, started recording and just said something, you know, it's not the ones that I'm like thinking really hard and like trying to be this great therapist, or it's honestly kind of the way that I have shown up here. And I think that that's something that I, that I took away from this podcast too. It was like, I really appreciate just showing up as a person, as me, as my whole self, rather than feeling like I have to hide away parts of me or keep certain parts of me really private because I'm a therapist. And, and that's kind of what we're taught is blank slate that the therapist is the blank slate. There's really nothing to the therapist. The, the client is just gonna, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, perceive whatever off of the therapist. And I don't believe that. I don't, I don't like that. I don't want to do that. I want to be my whole self. Um, and it is, it has been, so beautiful being embraced. And now everybody who's listened to the previous season knows there was a TikTok debacle. Um, <laughs> that did not go so well. And from that, like I kind of shut the whole thing down for a little while before I started again and went in so tentatively. Um, and was like, I don't know. I don't know about this. They're mean here. Uh, but I did learn uh, a lot too about being able to like stand up against people who are mean um, and stand up for myself. There's some people who really wanted to drag me on the internet for my eyebrows, just because I don't have very much of them. Um, and like, you know, just, or, or just, you know, or misogynists or whatever, and being able to just have a voice and this being my platform where I can block you, <coughs> shut you down, delete your comments. Like it's a really, it's a really, um, I don't know. It's been a really wonderful thing for me. Yeah, I've seen you shine in like this empowerment, especially like there was one where 
someone I feel like made fun of something about you. Now I don't even remember because what I remember was your response, like where you're like, I'm not going to allow you to talk to me that way. Like mm-hmm. what's happened as what's happened to you that makes you want to hurt women that you don't know on the internet. Like it was just such a strong, powerful voice. So I think that when you said you've been trying to figure out what your thing is on TikTok, what I like watching about your TikTok is just watching you. It's just you, you know, like the drag Jesus is funny and the other things are funny, Mm -hmm. but you know, the ones where you just show up as your true authentic self and just say whatever's going on in your kitchen that day. I mean, that's the, that's the part that makes me want to watch again. I follow two people on TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Sean and (laughs) And Alyssa. (laughs) Yes. Oh, exactly. Was that right? And actually there's three. I'm sorry. I do follow my sister-in-law. And okay. her um, horse stable. So I have, I okay. literally have three accounts that I follow That's on TikTok. Really That's funny. All. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's almost hard, you know, to really believe, like I believe it now more than I ever have, but like that it really is okay to just show up as me because I feel like for so much of my life and so many circumstances that I've been in, it wasn't okay to be me. Um, you know, in church, like there's so much of like, you're, you're wrong as you are, there's, there's things wrong with you. And then, you know, in the family that I grew up in, there were issues there too, where I just felt like I had to be quiet and small, um, and invisible. I remember, and this is a funny memory, but also like kind of, um, it says a lot, um, my kindergarten graduation, I remember they were asking all the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? And these kids are, you know, just boldly saying astronaut teacher. And then as they start coming down, I see coming, I'm sweating and I lean over to my teacher and I say, pass, (laughs) (laughs) I say pass and she just passes. They just, they just, I think it was a mic. They just passed it by me, went to the next person. And I felt so relieved in that moment. Like I wasn't going to be uh, in the limelight. But the, the thing about it is like, I actually do enjoy being in the limelight, but it ha you know, like I, I don't know. I've just been, I, the message has been for so long. It's not okay to be me. So it's a, it's a good, it's been a good learning experience. Is it like yeah. a creative outlet for you? It does. It does feel creative. Yeah. And it, and it feels like I'm, I'm building on it. I still don't really know. I don't have a plan for it. I'm not like, I, I don't know. I don't have a fucking clue, but I, I, I enjoy making on it. I enjoy creating on it and then just kind of seeing where it goes and the connections that I make are so cool too. Like the man with the penis, um, uh, <laughs> the, hinge, man with the, penis. the man with the hinge penis thing. Maybe you should Not make drag penis. Jesus with micro penis. Oh, God. My oh, God. God. Now she's had ideas. Oh, God. I did. I just saw my, like, the, the, I just had the idea of, like, um, you know how they use the little penises for, like, all the bachelorette stuff, like one of those yeah. little oh, necklaces. Yeah. yeah. Penis necklaces. Perfect. Oh, I grab one of those, glue it on there. There we go. Oh, and my you live in my the bachelorette mean. capital of the world in Nashville. So, it's crazy. <laughs> Correct. So we know you've had surgery as well. Yes. But there's been a recent diagnosis and um, 
with your leg. Oh yeah, yeah. Heidi doesn't even know. I'm like, what's happening? This was a whole thing yesterday. This was an excursion. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I've been having pain in my leg since September. Uh, Yeah. So I mean, I guess not not too long after we wrapped up, a couple months. Um, And and it's been like annoying. And I just thought it was like IT band syndrome because I um, was hiking a lot and. And then it started hurting to where I couldn't do anything of those kind of things anymore. Uh, but uh, so I've been seeing a PT and then seeing an uh, orthopedist and got some imaging done. And then I did get a diagnosis that I now know is likely not related, but um, of May Therner syndrome, which my sweet orthopedist, when he saw that on the MRI results, had to Google what it was called. He was like, <laughs> he's so sweet and he's so smart. Uh, but he was like, I have never seen this actually in real life. It's so rare. I remember reading about it in med school, but that, and so he Googled in front of me, which is not the most comforting thing that you want your doctor to do when you're having serious, you know, something going on, but May Therner syndrome, um, can lead to, um, uh, blood clots can lead to uh, deep vein thrombosis. Uh, which can lead to a pulmonary embolism, which can lead to death. So (laughs) it was a little bit scary when I got that diagnosis and I still have all this pain in my leg, which now I also have pain in my other leg and it's still mysterious, but I ended up in the ER yesterday um, to make sure that the pain that I'm having isn't due to blood clots, because if it was, that could be really super dangerous. Thankfully it's not, but I had a really scary few days of just like, I could die at any second, which is always true. Right. Which is weird. And this is, this is, this is a tough, this is a tough one, but it's, it's really, yeah, it's really hard to reach those points of like, this thing could kill me, or I might've just found the thing that could kill me. And I don't know, you know, I, I have, I don't know what it's like to actually be handed like a you know, a diagnosis that's a terminal diagnosis. Um, but I felt like I I got like a little taste of, of that, you know, uh, just for a moment of not knowing, like, could this happen to me? And it's just terrifying. And I don't know, it was not good. It's that same thing you were telling Heidi in the other episode about how our anxiety tells us very bad stories very quickly. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. My anxiety will definitely tell me something's about to kill me or my child, uh, at any second. And that is, that's a tough thing to live with. I am envious and very suspicious of people with no anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) These people are not to be trusted. I don't know. do you do this life thing? You're like, knock, knock. Are you alive? Exactly. <laughs> You're dead <laughs> inside. These <laughs> insides up. Let's, let's see what's in there. Oh my God. Well, Alyssa, first of all, my, I'm, I, I'm, bleh, bleh, I'm speechless. I mean, I'm over here. Like I thought you were about to say you were going to die. That's what I thought no, was going to happen. No, Cause so I have sorry. an anxiety problem, but then it's like, but now I'm like, okay, you know, that's it to get something rare. They're 
all those things that your doctor doesn't exactly know what to do with. But now I have a million questions. So when we're not recording this podcast episode, I'm going to need to talk to you for an hour and a half just about your medical condition. We'll FaceTime after this. Okay, perfect. There's not a lot of answers right now. Like there's not like there's still there's a lot of future doctor's appointments in order to figure out like what's going on with all of those things. Like there's still a lot of mystery, which honestly has been my experience in the medical realm almost entirely is like, well, this is a mystery. You shouldn't be having pain. Well, I'm having pain. So let's not make this mysterious. Isn't this a science? No, it's not a full on. Okay. All right, guys. Like, I feel like that's been almost all of my experience in the medical realm, which makes me uh, suspicious of all medicine. <laughs> well, I think it's trauma. I'm going to diagnose you right now. After I read Danny Williamson's book that we had on and <laughs> season two, but anyway, I think it's all trauma. And but for those of you listening, Alyssa is very healthy, like all the things. Right? She goes to the integrative functional medicine doctor. She doesn't eat gluten. Like she's a very healthy person. So it's not like. <laughs> Like everyone listening right now is like, there are people right now, Alyssa, that are like, it's her, it's the fucking dairy. It's the dairy. It's the inflammation. They're like, they're going to want to write in and tell you all the things you guys, she already does all of those things. She's already healthy. Oh yeah. I have done. Yes. I have done everything on both sides for so many things. And I think that's the thing too. That's the thing that gets me about all of it is the shame. Right. And, and the thing is, is like, yeah, dairy, like dairy will help people with lactose intolerance. <laughs> it's not going to cure diabetes. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think like the shame of like, just because you're living your life in whatever way, shaming people for that uh, is gross. And I think that happens uh, on all sides at times, which is so not cool. But yeah, so we'll see, you know, kind of a to be continued to be seen with my health stuff, but, you know, just trying to remain confident. It's, you know, it's hard because I, I feel like, and I don't know if people feel like this when you get sick, but I feel like I start to, to understand people better who have like chronic illnesses and chronic pain. Um, and that's a, that's a, it's a scary thing. It's just like, how, how, you know, I've been living with pain since September Um, and that's, you know, just a fraction of what so many people experience. And that blows my mind, makes me sad. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I wish there were more answers for people in general. Alyssa, have you read the book or listened to it? Many, many lives, many masters. No. Okay. I would like to encourage you to, (laughs) it's a two and a half hour audio book. That's it. By Dr. Brian Weiss. As a psychologist audience, just go with it. But anyway, a lot of what you're touching on right now, I think he touches on in that book that would like mm-hmm. may, maybe connect you yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Um, but anyway. But what about your, she's got some future stuff coming up. Though. Yeah. What's going exciting on? Exciting future stuff yeah. in the works. Yeah. Well, I think, you know. Um, well, my youngest child is going to head to kindergarten in the fall, which is uh, terrifying for so many reasons, but <laughs> it will give me just a little bit more time 
it'll give me at least like, it'll give me one day a week where I'll be completely, I won't be working and I can do whatever I want to do. And one of the things I've been working on sort of off and on for a while is a memoir. Um, and you know, part of the focus is through this experience, which is so funny. We've gotten all the way here and I haven't even said this part. Um, my ex spouse now identifies as trans non-binary, which is, um, you know, different than before. So they, them pronouns for them at this point, um, which interestingly enough, I mean, affects me, uh, exactly zero, except remembering that the pronouns are different now, um, than, than, you know, ob- the obvious difference of how their initial coming out, uh, impacted me. This affects it. Okay, cool. All right. Let's bait them. Um, but you know, part of this experience is some of what I've written about and not really about them, but about, you know, like we've talked about throughout this podcast, the way that it's impacted me, but also how other experiences in life have gotten me here too. And I'm hoping that it can be a hopeful book, um, while also experiencing, you know, loss and hard shit. I'm so excited for you. How did you keep that one in the secret vault? (laughs) That's amazing. It's like, it's, you know, a a part of me is like later, I'm going to be sweating bullets that I even talked about this out loud because it's such a scary venture. It's so scary. It's terrifying to like look inside and then get it all out and then see it in front of you and go, Oh my God. Um, but you know, I really love writing. Um, and for such a long time, I had to do so much academic writing, which I think kind of took a little bit of the love out of it. Um, but I yes, have girl. A book before. <laughs> I have written a book before it is published on what it's called my dissertation. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I that counts I though. That was probably 500 pages long. I can do this. Um, it's very long and very boring. Is so the, this one the more interesting? Is the name, what's the name of your book going to be? Do you know? We'll see. I don't know. Okay. To be determined. Yeah. We could, we could pull the audience and have them come up with names right. like, yeah. what the yeah. fuck? I'm serious. <laughs> you know, but that's awesome. I'm so proud of you. Uh, thank so you. What, is that going to be your one day a week? You're going to be focused on I, I really think writing? that will be a good portion of it. So I have 20,000 words written so far and a memoir, according to the old Google is between like 70 and a hundred thousand, I think words. Okay. So I got some more writing to do, but I've got okay. a good, good chunk written so far. So I'm excited to write. I'm also terrified to write, which is probably most writers. Yeah. Well, as we addressed, you're an influencer, so I'm sure it's going to go viral. You and Jessica Simpson in your memoir. Yes, book tour, book tour. When people say, what's your favorite memoir? I'm going to be like, are, are you going to keep your name all the way too, by the yeah. way? Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know like if that was going to be. Okay. I was, can I ask a couple of questions that I'm like dying? Yeah. I'm like chomping at yeah. the bit to like understand yeah. about yes. where are you emotionally? Like it's been two and a half years. Like I understand you're dating your kids, whatever, but like, how are you like it? And, and also I, you just threw like a fucking curveball trans non-binary that's confusing to me who 
knows nothing clearly about <laughs> the, the things because I really know nothing about what is the things. difference between trans non-binary and then just non-binary well so trans is just so there's cis and there's trans okay. there's either you're matching your sex matches your gender okay. right um and that's cis and trans is not matching okay. So uh, I think a lot of people who identify as non-binary would also identify as trans. Okay. So they so, still feel more probably feminine brain-body connection. I, you know, hard to, hard to know. You know, okay. I think that's an interesting piece too. And like mostly now, like I can release them into their journey and did a long time ago. And so okay. when this happened, it wasn't like, uh, it wasn't like regret or, um, uh, you know, it, it was just like, okay, this makes sense for them. You know, like, um, they're still like the most queer, you know, person who's ever queered, you know what I mean? Okay. Like, so like, you're still better. not like if the original coming out to you had been non-binary, non-binary, that's what I was kind of getting at is like, yeah, you still yeah, would have jetted. I, I, here's what I wonder. I, I wonder if it had been, if it would have been a slower transition for both of us, if it would have been a slower transition out of the marriage, if it would have been a slower, um, just transition for them. Um, but you know, I think ultimately we would have ended up where we are because again, the yeah. truth is like, they are, they are so comfortable in their queer identity and, I have tried so hard to put a queer identity on and just gone like, man, I love this and I love interacting with it, but it, that doesn't fit for me. I mean, I, I love, there's so much about queer culture. I love my favorite musician is a queer woman. My favorite poet is a queer non-binary person. Like my, like I have comedians that are, my, that are queer. Like yeah. I just, I, I love uh, queer people so very, very much. Um, and I just don't, I just know. Oh, you broke up. What was that last sentence? I just know. There she's back. Yeah, we got you. Yeah. I just know in my bones that, that, that queer, that, that, that's not my identifier, that that's unfortunately not me sometimes I'd love to date women like I just I think it would be easier some people tell me yes and some people tell me no I don't know who to trust but you know I just know that 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 isn't true for me so uh, we were going to diverge on our paths um, and thankfully where we you know end up on the same on the same page is with the kids like that and that's the most important piece so it didn't really change anything for me as far as like any of my grieving or thoughts or feelings on any of it. It's just kind of like, Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting piece, you know? Um, and, but yeah, I mean, I think where I'm at now is like, I see so much that we are on two very different paths and I'm like, this is where we were meant to be, you know? Uh, and unfortunately we both had to go through so much pain and the kids had to go through so much pain. And, you know, I would never wish any of us to go through that, but there's also no other way the, this was always going to be the way. And so it is, you know, and, and I, I live with that much more comfortably now than I, I did before. Yeah. Before we go, um, this podcast has brought 
so many people to us, including Jill that we interviewed last season. And Mm -hmm. more recently, four four women, I feel like sometimes I'm cheating on you guys. I have four women I'm in community with, um, three in Charlotte and one in Pennsylvania, but that we're, we're getting together and, you know, we're having dinner on Wednesday night and, and different things and all through this podcast, all through this podcast, like we are reaching people who have the same story. All of our stories are very different, but like same underlying theme, right. Of, Mm -hmm. Um, surprise, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, wh- what as a as an as an Alyssa and as a therapist, but like, what can you tell us to give us hope for what two years, three years down the road looks like when these people are like on week three, week four? Yeah, I feel like I feel like. I have good news and bad news and it's all one and the same is that if you feel the feelings, if you do the work, you will come out stronger. You will come out healthier. You will come out better for it, but it means pain. And that, and that that's the bad news. You know, like there's no way around it. There's no way, like you can't go under it or over it. Like there's only through, but through it, there's so much growth to be had. I have grown so much in the last couple of years of therapy. Um, and, and through these losses in my own attachment wounds that I didn't even realize were still affecting me the ways that they were like, I, I, I know how much, like if you let it, it will grow you, but it fucking sucks. And it doesn't mean that this happened for a reason. Like, I don't think so. I don't think it had to happen. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's bullshit. I think that's that. no, but I think, you know, you can't control that. Like bad shit is going to happen to you. What you can control is what. So I think know. what she was okay. saying is what you can control is what. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a microphone. So, so grieve it, feel it be with people in it because community is so vitally important, whatever that looks like for you, move through it and know that you are going to make it out the other side better and more whole than you went into it. Thank you. All right. Are we ready for Nikki in episode three? (laughs) Let's do, are you, are you crying? My sweetheart. Oh, All right, guys. Well, we are about to get to Nikki in these tears in episode three. Thanks, It's the Trauma podcast is not a substitute for therapy or mental health advice. If you or someone you love is in crisis, please call 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. You can also text the word HOME to 741-741 to reach a trained crisis counselor. You're so hungover. Thanks. It's the trauma.